John Rambo, a drifter, just passing through their town. I want you to book this gentleman for vagrancy, resisting arrest, carrying a concealed weapon. They knew he was innocent. I'm starting to dislike you a lot. And they didn't give a damn. That's okay, Warren. Don't worry about the soap. He's tough. Just save him. Try. Don't move. I don't want you to cut your own throat. John Rambo. One man who's been pushed too far. You're finished! You've gone as far as you're gonna go! He was hunted. Trapped. There he is! On the cliff! to fight back. Don't push it. Don't push it, I'll give you a war you won't believe. Sylvester Stallone. This time, he's fighting for his life. First Blood. I am the one who knocks. without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? You know my code. Hose before bros. You can't handle the truth. Guys, your girlfriend. Woof. Nobody calls me mad dog. Especially not some dooted up egg sucking gutter trash. Hello. And welcome to My First Time, the podcast all about the gaps in our pop culture resume. Each episode as our panel sits down to debate, dispute and discuss a much-loved classic. They'll be joined by a first-timer, someone who's never before experienced that cultural icon. Will they see what the fuss is about or be left wondering what the hell was that? My name is Dan, and I am joined each and every week by Eden. That's my name. Aiden. That is also... No, that one's my name. (laughs) And this week, we got down and dirty and a little bit violent with Rambo First Blood. Not a little bit violent, very violent yeah. for the time. Yeah, and I guess that's fair. It was pretty violent. It doesn't shine compared to things these days, but back then, like 1982, I think it came yeah, out? Like yes, That was a full-on film. I think like, it was R-rated, wasn't it, back really? then? I think so. Yeah, I think back at the time, definitely. Yeah, so it was my first time completing the trifecta of first times. Eden uh, erroneously <laughs> making us watch Cruel Intentions. Aiden <laughs> taking us to Hot Pilates. Yeah. And so I just needed a little shot of testosterone after those previous two. <laughs> and uh, yeah, picked Rambo, who is super iconic. But I think it was all of our first times in actuality, wasn't it? I'd seen Rambo two or three, I think. Not the first one, though. Okay. So yeah, yeah, it was my first time watching this Rambo. Yeah, my first time as well. Yeah, which is, is, I think the movies technically was just called First Blood on release, but it's sort of taken on the Rambo moniker since. Similar to the just as highly regarded franchise, uh, Austin Powers, when the first one was just called Austin Powers, but when they had to bring out a sequel, they rechanged the first one to be Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Oh, little Austin Powers (laughs) fact from Aiden right there. (laughs) Oh, it's a groovy film. Does anyone have any information on Rambo already up? Because there's like Rambo First Blood, and then there's like Rambo First Blood, 
Blood Part 2. Yeah. It's just the sequel. Is that, is that the sequel? Is that Rambo yeah, 2? that's just First Blood 2. Yeah, it's just number 2. Okay. Yep. And yeah. then the th- is the third one just Rambo 3, or is there like just a Rambo, like a normal Rambo 2? Just Rambo 3. Just Rambo 3, and then Rambo... Yeah, then they made a 2008 movie just called Rambo. Oh, Jesus. Or, which I nearly watched or nearly rented by accident, ooh. but uh, that would have been well, terrible. Well, in some territories and uh, countries and whatnot, it's called John Rambo. <laughs> to get rid of that confusion, I guess. I didn't think that it was actually going to be his last name, Rambo. Like, I thought that it would be What his... did you think it was going to be? I thought, I thought like Rambo... a nickname. Yeah, a nickname or a call sign or uh, something. Yeah, John was... Ramistein, also yeah. known as Rambo. Rambo. Yeah, John Rambo Ramistein. <laughs> But his name is like, I'm John Rambo. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, can we have some more of that um, impersonation? Uh, 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 I'm John Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good that the film had very little dialogue, because oh, yeah. that's pretty much spot on really, the way he does talk. really played to his strengths, I thought, <laughs> the silence. It's just grunts and occasional one-liners, and that's it. Yeah. Has is, is anyone actually got the... Is Rambo a legit last name, like... Can we, do I know anyone? Aiden, can you Google it like an American <laughs> Phyllis white Rambo and see if yeah, let's see if there's a Phyllis Rambo somewhere in downtown Detroit. Yeah, I think Sylvester Stallone's the only thing that's going to pop up, but I'll, I'll do my best. Excellent. All right. Well, for those of you that like um, Eden and I had never seen a Rambo, uh, here's a little Rambo background for you. is Rambo First Blood is the first movie in the iconic Rambo series featuring Sylvester Stallone in what next to or maybe just behind Rocky would be his most well-known role. If, uh, like me, you've never seen it before, you would probably expect the action to come thick and fast from the opening scenes, but the reality is that Rambo starts off as more of a tense, slow-paced drama. As the film begins, we see John Rambo, a returned Vietnam vet, strolling through the woods of Washington State, searching for a former army comrade. Soon, though, Rambo encounters small-town Sheriff Will Teasel, who, noting Rambo's shaggy hair and military jacket, drives him out of town, telling him that drifters like Rambo aren't welcome in their small, boring, peaceful town. But when Rambo decides to stick it to the man and walk back into town, Sheriff Teasel aggressively arrests him like some sort of scumbag criminal. That's when the action truly begins, as Rambo's mistreatment at the hands of the cruel deputy sheriff triggers a series of Vietnam flashbacks that ultimately lead Rambo to assault seemingly every police officer in the precinct and make a dash for the hills. There, Rambo becomes the focus of an enormous headline-grabbing manhunt when his identity as a Green Beret, war hero, and Medal of Honor recipient becomes known. And so the US's deadliest commando is pitted against a sheriff's department of bigoted hicks with just a knife and a hastily constructed poncho. Eventually, Rambo's Vietnam War mentor and commander Colonel Troutman turns up to try to bring him safely into custody. The original ending of the movie based on the first Blood novel by David Morrell, has Rambo essentially committing suicide, but Stallone, who co-wrote the final screen adaption, chose to keep Rambo alive and opted instead for Rambo's final heart-wrenching confrontation with Troutman as he relays to Troutman the horrors of war that he has experienced. The movie immediately found an audience on release, despite mixed reviews... But becoming a big money earner for the studio off a very limited budget and cementing Stallone's place as one of the most iconic action heroes of all time. The movie 
spawned three sequels, none of which garnered much critical acclaim. But First Blood 2, which sent Rambo back to the jungles of Vietnam, is actually the most well-known of the series and was an enormous box office success. But what of the film that started it all? What do today's first-timers make of it? Is Rambo a muscular, adrenaline-pumping action classic or just an off-putting violent flashback best left forgotten? So that second one you talked about, that's the one that I've seen. Mm, The Vietnam one. Which I thought was the first one, but I... I distinctly remember the scene where he, he flies in with the chopper and they drop him off. Oh. And I was like, oh, that never happened in this film. Well, that <laughs> movie is the one that you see all the gifs of. You yeah. see, you see, it's the one that is more parodied. Yeah. So that's what I was expecting. I was, expecting I was expecting this heart-pumping Vietnam yeah. War movie with Rambo just kicking communist ass all <laughs> over the place. That's what I said to you before I saw it. Like I sort of... So was sort of expecting Predator, but with no alien. Like, you know, just you know, Stallone just going around. I still think you kind of get Predator. You do, but I was expecting a jungle environment. Yeah, yeah, not just like a, a wooded... A small <laughs> town in Washington State. <laughs> but I kind of... I really liked the start of the movie. Yeah. I was really engaged. I liked the, the confrontation with the sheriff in the mm. car where he's like, can you say, uh, like, is there a diner near here and you're Stallone? No. <laughs> is there a diner near here? Yeah, 30 minutes up the road. Why can't I eat here? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> basically how it went down. See, for me, I, I, that took me out of it because I'm like, it's not illegal to just walk through a town. Like, but that's, that's, that's sort of why I was like, if I uh, transfixed on it, because you could see that this cop was a dick right off from the get-go. He you was knew like, he was the villain. Yeah. Like, Although I was, I was a bit like, is he the villain? Like, he feels like he's the villain of the piece, but he's also just a small-town cop, and I'm expecting yeah. a Vietnam War movie. I was really confused about that, and I did some research, uh. and I found out that apparently there was a bit, I think it was in the book, but not in the movie, where... It turns out like the cop is actually the reason that he hates Rambo is that Rambo is from the Vietnam War. The cop was a veteran of the Korean War, which got so much less publicity, uh, and right so he on. had this kind of like you know, oh, fuck the Vietnam vets, they're getting all the glory. See, <laughs> watching the movie for me, like I've just you know from sort of history class being told about how poorly the Vietnam vets were treated at yeah. first, and like some of them came back to actually like abuse and yeah. getting spat on and stuff. So I just thought it was a that's it what was I a thought play too, on yeah. that, where he was just another Vietnam hater. Uh, just for those uh, playing along at home, um, if this was a commercial radio show that we were doing right now, we would be calling D Rambo, uh, who lives in <laughs> Western Australia. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I've found his mobile number on white pages. Oh, my, oh gosh. my God. There's an L Rambo and a D Rambo, and they are the only Rambos that reside in Australia. I'm so tempted to do give it? D Rambo a call. <laughs> I've got numbers here if you want to call them. <laughs> I just thought everyone might need to be updated on that Oh, I don't think I can do it I I am too nervous Yeah, I'd be terrified, I'd feel so bad for them Did not And I'd be worried that they'd be like Ah, you butthead kids (laughs) Yes, Rambo's a real name Uh, As I have done many a prank calls on radio before uh, This one's over to you guys if you want Nah, I'm out, I'm out but we have two Rambos in Australia. Yeah. That is exciting. L and D, both. LD. In, uh, both in Western Australia. Larry and Denise Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, I thought that that opening, those opening moments where it was really quiet, when he goes to visit his old uh, army friend and he's already, you know, passed away. Uh, I thought that all of that stuff was, for me, the most gripping. Yeah, in me the too. Like, well, for the, real. Act, the action was great, but that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was great too. And I, I'm real symbolism, forced heavy symbolism in movies can really rub me the wrong way. But I loved the heavy handed symbolism in this. What is the name of the town <laughs> he's not allowed to stay in? Hope. hope. <laughs> no hope for you, Rambo. Yeah. He's not yeah. welcome in hope. It was so good, like so corny, but like just great. Is yeah. hope a real town? Is there is there a real town in uh, upper uh, America? Because I wonder if the people of hope got a bit antsy in the pantsy when this film came out. Like they were just like, no, you can't betray us so badly in this film, as they've, often happens. They've since had to do a lot of Vietnam War like memorials. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Welcome Vietnam vets. Please eat at our friendly diner. And on the on the welcome sign that says hope, we're not as bad as in Rambo. Like something like that. Real place, Eden? You're uh, on the, just you're on the map now, yeah. Um Oh, no, there is a place called Hope in Washington State. It is on an island by the look of it. Oh wait. Okay. Probably no. not accurate then. Yeah, this does not look right. <laughs> I was immediately struck by the fact that when you watch these movies. There are only two types of small town policemen in TV and movies. There's like your lovely little heart of gold police officer who'll do everything to solve the crime. And there are just bigoted, corrupt <laughs> buttheads. And that's exactly what you get a lot yeah, of they in are, this movie. They are so bad, like evil, those cops. Like <laughs> well, from yeah. the get go, they are just real well, dicks. There, there was one dude at the um at the station that's like, no, 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 leave him alone, you know, he hasn't done anything wrong, blah, 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 blah. But he mm. gets overruled pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. And also a young David Caruso from CSI Miami. Oh, is, it re- is that who yeah. that yeah. is? Yeah. The, little, the little goody redhead. I don't know. Was cop. he the good one? Yeah, yeah was, he was the good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the for, redhead one. Waiting for him to take off his sunglasses and say something <laughs> real, you know, one liner and, I don't know, the big guitars come in. <laughs> did we like the little uh, the way they did the Vietnam flashbacks? Yeah, when he was having his. Essentially, this movie could be called PTSD. The movie, Pretty right? Much, yeah, like he's just post traumatic stress disorder guy. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's sort of sad when you really think about it towards the end. Like, I feel like that end moment you, you talked about earlier with the um, sergeant that he had back in Vietnam. Like, that was he, crucial to the film because it almost mm. turned the whole thing around. Where you're like you. Not that you don't love the hero or whatever, but it really makes you feel for him at the in that little moment where he explains it all to mm. him. Is Troutman a good guy or a bit of a bad guy then in your views? Like Troutman is the colonel that trained him for war and turned him into this vicious killing machine. He's a good guy, surely. Yeah, I think he's a I think he's a good guy. I, yeah, but I reckon it sort of turns a little bit for me when you realise that like yeah, he's sort of come in to help Rambo out, but he's, you know, he's the one that's made him this, yeah. this somewhat, you know, killing machine. deranged killing machine. Yeah. Well, not deranged, but seriously, his chances of a normal life are shot. Yeah. Oh, something that I loved in the movie, again, it's in that early bit where he's sort of like escaping from the police station. That wicked car chase was it when he was on the bike and the cop car going after him. I thought that was incredible. No? No, I liked it. I thought that was really, really cool. It made me lol, though. How come? Just when 
They were chasing, chasing, and it was good and exciting. And then just going gently around a corner, the police car just like rolled upside oh, down. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was just so tame and just yeah. like, oh no. But prior to that, it was really high energy. It was good. <laughs> it it was frustrated good. me that there was no music. There was no like adrenaline pumping music. It was quite yeah, you're, silent. You're most so of the modern. Chase. You're so yeah, modern. I like I like the no music. <laughs> And I like this, you know, the, he flies over a hill and the car flies after him. It's, it was really cool. Yeah, it was Flies. You, you, we watched him Back to the Future. No, the car just was launches over that hill. <laughs> I think any time a car launches over a hill in an older movie is great. As I referenced in the intro, shortly after that, he, when he escapes from the police officer, my favourite bit was when he stops, finds like a big bit of like canvas Top and just fashions himself a poncho. Like yeah. you just had the adrenaline pumping chase. It's like, no, nope, now it's time to make me a poncho. It's <laughs> like, so good. Which then yeah. turns into a very fashionable headband. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. What, what, did we, what did we make of it? Like, from there, it's just basically Rambo fighting off a whole bunch of police officers and local hicks that come out to mm. try and kill him. I was pretty bored until he went underground. Okay. Underground, I found quite exciting. I was like, where's this going? And there was a little bit more with the sergeant and sort of explaining the backstory. Up until that point, like after the first 10 minutes where they set up the story, yeah. there was a big chunk where I was just like, I'm not into this. I reckon that's a great chunk. Like you got the, you've got the deputy sheriff, who's the worst oh, cop, yeah. like just shooting at him from a helicopter with a rifle. That bit was yeah. wicked, where he like throws the rock. And it hits the helicopter <laughs> yeah. and the helicopter. And just like tilts a little bit and the guy falls out. Oh. <laughs> and that was great. And then after that, you had him, you go full Rambo. Though. This was the more like what I was expecting, where they're deep in the forest and I... I would have to quibble that he didn't seem to have enough time to set up all of these elaborate traps. Yeah. But he's he's like fashioned all these traps to mm. get all the 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 sheriffs. So like spring loaded branches with sharpened yeah. sticks stuck in it, and he's like sticking them all <laughs> like pigs. And but he doesn't kill anyone. Yeah, which I think is very different from the book. I think in the book he's just like mowing down police officers, but obviously they've gone a little bit more. No, he does kill one person. Does he? Yeah, because yeah. they're arresting him for yeah. that in the end. Like, they're going after no, him because the of that. No, that's the sheriff. That's the douche of a sheriff yeah. that falls from the helicopter. They think he killed shot killed, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't really. So essentially, he's not responsible mm, for that guy's true. death in my okay. mind. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, we talked about how violent this film is, despite the fact that he didn't kill anyone. It's still very violent for the time. Uh, yeah. See, that's one of my talking points. I was surprised. I mean, not surprised at the lack of violence because I've seen supposedly violent films of the era and they just pale into insignificance compared to what you see today. But I could have handled a little bit more. Okay, would you let, um, I don't know, maybe like an eight-year-old son... Uh... No, clearly not an eight-year-old son, but I, if uh, 13, <laughs> by 13, I feel like you could handle Rambo. Okay, what mm. about if it was an animated series called Rambo, The Force of Freedom? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Force of Freedom. I remember that. I, really? I've seen what? that. Okay, yeah. Give us some background, I so, think. So, uh, Rambo, The Force of Freedom, uh, was an animated series based on the character of Rambo, obviously. Uh, it came out after the second one. So, wow. after First Blood, the sequel. Uh, and it uh, follows on from there. Wow. But surely he's a hero in it and would be, like, going out to 
you know, get rid of terrorist yeah. organizations yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, he goes out on missions and things. 65 episodes. Whoa. Um, but none of the original voice cast. So, uh. um, they, not that they really wanted um, Sylvester Stallone to say anything because they wouldn't have been able to edit it together well. But, uh, yeah, they got somebody else to do the voice. I've got a Rambo 80s toy commercial here. Do you want to watch that? Oh, yeah. Chapman, this is the end. And Sergeant Havoc with their battle action weapons. Figures and helicopters sold separately. Assembly required. Wow. So it sort of lives in between the second one and the third one. It looks like in the cartoon he's got like a little team, some sidekicks maybe, who ah. send him out on missions. And... That is the organization uh, called Savage, which <laughs> is that a great acronym? <laughs> Tell me so it's that, an acronym, so please. That stands for. Specialist Administrators of Vengeance, Anarchy, and Global Extortion. Sorry, that's his enemies. His... <laughs> I was going to say, when he said anarchy, yeah. I was like, surely that's wow. the enemy. His team is the Force of Freedom, which it does have the Colonel in it as well, but it's also got guys like Kerbo... <laughs> Guys like Turbo, Cat, oh. Dragon, Touchdown, and Chief. I was really hoping for more things that sounded like Rambo. So Rambo, Turbo, Dumbo. Well, there, there was a Turbo in there. Oh, great. Yeah. There is a Touchdown. And I should add as well that Chief was a um, very appropriately titled uh, Native American character. Oh. Awkward. <laughs> wow. And all the bad guys are like Mad Dog, Jerk Face, Razor, <laughs> Doctor... Doctor Doctor? Oh, I think he's just going to Doctor Doctor. Die? Doctor Hyde and oh, Doctor X Ray. Oh, Doctor X Ray. So good. Wow. It reminds. Did anyone ever see a, the cartoon Cops in the eighties? That's like the sort of quality caliber bad guy mm-hmm. names that they would have. Sort of like misdemeanor. And uh, <laughs> these are Empire City's most wanted crooks: Berserko, Rock Crusher, Misdemeanor. Turbo Two-Tone, Dr. Bad Vibes, Nightshade, Use Caution in Apprehending. Geek. Yeah, so, yeah. no, I like I, I liked it all, really. I liked it all. I agree that I think that there was a lull, probably somewhere in between the helicopter and the underground bit, like that's just sort of sort of moment where it takes a bit of a breather. Yeah, the second quarter. Yeah. But apart from that, I thought it was a hell of a lot of fun. One of my biggest problems, though, that started to develop around the time he they tried to blast him with the grenade launcher is that I was like, you've got this highly trained Green Beret killing machine. I, I feel like what might... What makes a movie like Predator say so compelling is you you have these extremely well trained commandos, you know, Schwarzenegger, Jesse the Body Ventura, all these guys, the Indian guy, who I don't know his name, sorry, that seems a bit racist now. I will take that back. Uh, Native American guy. Is that any better? No. Uh, and then they're highly effective, yeah. super trained soldiers, but they're getting hunted down by this extremely powerful foe. Yeah. Whereas I felt like in this one, Rambo, his foes weren't great. 
his foes were really just hicks and crap cops. But, well, that's, but a lot of them. But that's what the yeah. sar- that's what the sergeant or colonel said that you could send out two hundred men. They're all going to come back injured or dead. Mm. Yeah, but, but to me, it just I wanted him to have a a better enemy, or to, I wanted it, I wanted it to be a bit more violent. Like the initial scene where he takes down all of the sheriffs chasing him with his, you know, bush traps. After that, he didn't actually do a lot of kicking ass yeah. until the very end, and I just wanted him to have more people to to fight. Maybe. I wonder if it would have been different if he had had sort of an objective other than just uh, sort of killing, because like, he couldn't really get away. Well, he didn't want to kill anyone. No, no, he did Yeah, but like you know, if his objective of getting away was, was clear, if there was more like some than just kind survival. of yeah, if there was some kind of like. All I need to do is get to this place, yeah, and then I can yeah. be out. I can get to, if I can just cross the border to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. That, so that that was mm. it for me. But I feel like that's maybe where they fix that up in Rambo Two, where he is just taken on single handedly entire armies and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and of course, yeah, number three as well, and number four, like they they, they work him. Like they they make him do things. Yeah, uh, I, I was just reading as well that uh, there is another Rambo reboot coming next year. Oh uh, yes, I think I heard about this. Tell me. Yeah, so uh, in May earlier this year, Tiger Schwertzoff <laughs> uh, was cast in the role as Rambo. Uh, I believe it's a Bollywood uh, oh. version. <laughs> Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm on board. But, Hollywood Rambo. But yeah. Stallone's still trying to get off the ground. Uh, Rambo Last Blood as a closing chapter to the Rambo franchise. But it's been, it's been thrown out several times. Like I, it was 2014, thought, then 2016, and yeah. I thought that he said that he was retiring the character after yeah. the other the 2008 I one. heard that too, but maybe because no one really wants him to make another Rambo movie. Yeah. So Stallone's pretty clever with the way he's done his films like he basically wrote this film or at least the screen adaption from the book and then he did the same thing with Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Rocky was him. Like, yeah. He wrote that and won like best screenplay for and it, he didn't, I think, at the Oscars. Like, all the, the companies that were you know, he was pitching to didn't want him to be in the film. And he's like, no, I have to be in the film. Right. This is, and I'm basing it on like um, Cassius Clay and all the, the mm. guys back in the day. See, I was wondering, like, does Rocky have other screenwriters attached to it and Stallone? Because I was wondering with this one, if he got a screenplay credit because maybe he was difficult on set or difficult in general and was kind of like, you know, no, I want it to be like this. It has to go like this. And so he kind of earned a screenplay credit. Not sure. it was written by other people. Yeah, I've just looked up Rocky. He is the first listed writer, and there's two other guys uh, listed as well. But so they'd done three Rocky films, and then the same year he released Rambo, wow. and then he went on to do three Rambo films, came back and did a couple more Rocky films. Like, once he gets onto a good thing, he just sticks to it. Yeah. He's like, when he walks in a subway, he orders the same <laughs> thing every time. Like he's just, He knows what he wants. He knows what the people want. <laughs> From what I can see here, he was like the number one writer of wow. Rocky. It says that he wrote it in three and a half days. After what? watching a match between Muhammad Ali and some, like, loser white boxer. So, hence, he gets the idea for Apollo Creed and Rocky. Mm. and Exactly. Yeah, so that's impressive. Like, yeah. you would... 
he would be characterized as a pretty dumb guy, I reckon. Not too many people would have heaps of respect for him as a I don't know, filmmaker he... or writer, but that's impressive. Like he, you know, to write Rocky, to to write he I think he wrote all of the Rockies actually. Wow. Eden's impersonation seemed pretty complimentary. I don't know yeah, whether no, we had... all disrespect him that much. There's a lot of character in that. <laughs> he does talk very <laughs> muffled. There's a there's a bit where I tried to google what he said. I don't know if you remember it's when the the cops first arresting him and he's like what do you need that knife for? And he's like, hunting. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, what would you hunt with that? And it's just like... Ugh. Yeah, I could not figure <laughs> yeah. that out. I went back as well and turned it up and I was like, I got nothing. I have no clue well, what you're saying. Well, if you Google it, you'll see a lot of people have asked the same question. Wow. And it was one of those threads where someone says this and then someone's like, no, he says this, he says this. And <laughs> apparently, apparently he says, name it. Like, that's pretty cool. That, that, that's a pretty cool line. Oh, it's a great <laughs> line a great if line. you can understand. Yeah, it. yeah if it was delivered Move a bit clearer. <laughs> Adrian, that's my favourite. <laughs> we got to do Rocky at some point. Yeah, yeah. I could have handled more of the pre-story. I would love yeah. to have seen him in Vietnam War. I feel like if you were making the film today, yeah. The sequel wouldn't have been sending him back to Vietnam. The sequel would have been a prequel, and you would have yeah. got to see him going through all. Well, of it was that. ten years. Ten years between Vietnam War and this film taking part. So there's mm. there's some, you know, homeless drifting that's going on in the middle there as well. Yeah. Because he talks about, like, a squad and he's looked, you know, they're all dead now. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you, you'd imagine you could do the movie, the prequel with him and the squad in Vietnam going through hell. Yeah. Who's good? Pl- who's playing the young Stallone, do you think? Oh, Stallone. Oh, he was. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> he's, he's not giving up that role to anyone. <laughs> he just cut his hair a little bit. <laughs> Is Stallone, how, how do you rate him as an actor? I don't think I've ever rated him high, but I don't just, like, I thought he was pretty damn good in Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, yeah. again, like, those early scenes were really, really touching. Yeah, I, I, I liked him. him in the car. Like the the conversation he has with the sheriff in oh, the car is is terrific. Amazing. It's it's well. I actually got really excited because like I was expecting what the movie was in a way the the sort of kill fest in the middle, but when it started and it started so slowly and emotionally, I was kind of like, oh my god, is is this kind of what the movie is going to be? Maybe I'm thinking number two will be. The exciting action flick, and maybe this is just like a character breakdown. I think you would have hated it, Aiden, but I was a bit like you. I was like, I could handle this movie almost having no violence and yeah. just being about this is like uncomfortable Rambo tensions. Rambo just <laughs> drifting through America, getting rejected mm. everywhere. That's a, that's a that yeah. would have been the movie. Actually, at one point, I thought because he was going into Hope and I saw the big sign, I thought, you know what, he's gonna find a place for himself in Hope, settle down, become like, you know, own a diner or something, and then a villain from his past returns or right. something along those lines. Right. Uh, yeah, kind yeah. Of... He noticed <laughs> he sees some <laughs> villains now just undercover as the gas store, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the gas pump guy. They do a quick tight Flashback. shot of the <laughs> eyes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like Troutman. I said, well, I said I, I, earlier that I, I had a little bit of an issue with whether he was really the good guy. Yeah. And whether he was actually just protecting the loose cannon that he's set loose on America, protecting his own butt in a sense. But I, in reading, doing some research, I read several times how he was like lauded uh, for that performance. I didn't like it. It felt really hokey to me, like something I'd expect to see on an 
A-Team or MacGyver episode. Wait, so you have issue with his performance, but you thought Sylvester Stallone was a good performance. Yes, yes. You just hit it on the head. I think Stallone knocked Rambo out of the park, and I felt like this guy was just a little bit too hokey. And it, it, Yeah, I can see the sort of MacGyver parallel you're making there. It did have a sort of... I don't know, like an 80s... One-dimensional. Yeah, like... But I thought the police officer, uh, Teasel, the main sheriff, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. And, like, he sort of had a... Interesting character arc, like yeah. he's sort of in by in the end, he's he's almost sort of won over to seeing Rambo as a tragic figure. Yeah, uh, but then obviously has a violent well, confrontation with him at the end. Again, in the beginning, where he's sort of coming out of I don't know where it is the police station or something, and he's saying hello to all the people around, and he's naming them, and he's sort of like shown as a good guy, and then he sees Rambo. The portrayal between that switch of like. Hey, Joe, hey, how you doing? Huh? God, gonna, it's like, like, you're going to take a shower this week or something like that to someone. Yeah. You know, it was it's deep, kind of, right? Yeah, just like a fun kind of sheriff. But then he sees Rambo and he's kind of like, fuck this guy, I'm getting him out of my town. And he was nice for the car trip. <laughs> he's like, like, you get one drifter in your town, yeah. all of a sudden there's drifters everywhere. <laughs> I want to see his backstory, the last town he was a sheriff in and how the drifters took over. Oh. Yeah. What about Teasel? <laughs> Korean War. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Plug time. What have we been enjoying in the past week or two, fellas? I'm going to start with Aiden. Well, I've quite been enjoying, uh, it's, a, it's a round plug that I put in the bath. Uh, it keeps the water in there. Uh, it's a black, it's got a silver sort of rim, and it's, it's probably my favourite plug in the house. Nice. Time up. Oh, this is timed? Eden. <laughs> Damn it. No, no, there's no time. <laughs> now, what have you been uh, digging? Don't do not do another joke okay. there. Don't okay. say holes in the backyard. <laughs> okay, I've really been enjoying um, the new song from Dashboard Confessional. I don't know if you guys know this band. They're like an emo band from the I was going to say, are they emo? Yeah. I would have of... despised them at that point of my life. They weren't emo like we all wear black and we have big fringes. They were more just like, oh, we're emotional and we've got issues and we, we play sort of soft punk with acoustic guitars and whatnot. And it's been eight years since they've released anything released a brand new song this week and it is really good i've been listening to a heap of music lately i listened to new weezer i listened to new aaron gillespie and i was disappointed by all of it except dashboard confessional came through with the goods with we fight we were the kids that left home probably too young too young but we took our share and maybe then some Good, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. I <laughs> get that into you. Eden, what have you been enjoying? Well, uh, this is something that I haven't actually seen yet, but I'm very excited about it because I'm a huge fan of the movie uh, Man on the Moon. Ah, starring yes. Jim Carrey by Milo, whatever his name is, Foreman. Milos Foreman. Milos. <laughs> um, called Jim and Andy, which is a Netflix documentary, which uh, sort of shows a bunch of the behind-the-scenes... Uh, footage of Jim Carrey playing the character Andy Kaufman because I don't think he broke character much when he was recording that fo- or filming that movie. He went super method. Yeah. And, and there's been lots of clips that have been surfacing at the moment from the documentary and stuff. It looks very good. It looks very good, yeah. It let's, came out just a few days ago. Let's take in one of those clips. Just a little teaser for you. When I heard I had the part, 
I was looking at the ocean, and that's the moment when Andy came back to make his movie. Hello. What happened after was out of my control. Andy, that's enough, perfect. I don't like it. I want to do one more. Andy felt it was necessary to stay in the character. He's exactly the way Andy was. It's totally surreal. And this crazy melodrama started happening all over the place. But yeah, Jim and Andy on Netflix, uh, I think will be a great watch. Has it dropped or yeah, what, what's the, what was the release date? I think it was on the 16th or 17th of November, so oh, it should okay. be out. Oh, yeah. oh, that's very exciting. That's mm. a great movie, Excellent. Man on the Moon. Excellent. If you're listening and haven't seen that, you've got to go watch that and yeah. then go watch Jim and Andy. Uh, my, I'm going music this week too, Aiden. I feel like I'm never on the cutting edge of anything because I'm just not cool enough. But uh, I have been very excited to hear the first couple of songs from a Detroit singer-songwriter called Anna Birch, uh, B-U-R-C-H, and it's, uh, yeah, it's really, really uh, right up my alley. It's got a bit of a, if I was, she's not Australian, but it's sort of to me in that sort of Camp Coke, Courtney Barnett vibe, okay. very sort of 90s, throwback-ish. I could very much sort of imagine seeing her on recovery on a Saturday morning back in the day. Um, how so, did yeah. You, how did you discover her? Well, just through the old uh, Spotify I just just threw it in my playlist. Um, so I don't know that she's breaking big uh, time yet or anything like that, but she's working with uh, a producer that's done stuff with the Black Keys, and so I think she's sort of getting right. a name for herself. So, yeah, we might have a listen to the track Asking for a Friend. I've been uh, pumping this one this week. I'm just asking. So, yeah, a little bit 90s, a little bit grungy. Nice. Check that out, Anna Birch. I like how we all pretended that we heard it just then, but we didn't. We we pretended we heard all of those clips. (laughs) It's going to get edited in afterwards. I can play it for you now, but we'll just uh, keep it as fake. Ah, (laughs) Keep the magic alive. Score time. Let's give Rambo its points and see where it sits on the leaderboard. Aiden. If I was going to predict anyone to be the most bored by this movie, it would be you. Spot on, my friend. <laughs> you know me too well. Yeah, I was pretty bored. Um, the iPhone came out very quickly and probably need to give it a one or a two. Ooh. Yeah, probably a one and a half. 1.5. Eden? I actually had my phone out a little bit as well, I have to say. Maybe it was the mood I was in, but I, I'm going to have to go two for oh. iPhone test. Oh, I think, actually, no, I probably need to go back down to one. I was watching some Instagram stories while watching this <laughs> film. So a one from you. Yeah. A two from me. A two from you. Yeah, this isn't fully captivating. Like It, it, it shows its age a bit in the pacing yeah. and, like... You know, it just shows its age in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like even the fight scenes, like the one in the police department, they're like so sort of yeah. quick and they're... he actually broke a guy's nose in that scene. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I think the guy, you know, he hits him and then he goes down onto the ground yeah. and it's, it's the shot that they use apparently. Oh nice. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, well, you would, right? Yeah, I feel yeah. like that justifies. If you're the actor gets his nose broken, you'd want that to be the oh, shot they yeah. use. If they don't use the shot and your <laughs> nose got broken, how bad? Yeah, for nothing. Be? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah two and a half from me. I wasn't fully captivated all the way, but it, it had good moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, cultural significance. It is pretty high. And I'm I'm rating that on the whole movie franchise. So yeah, fair. Because I think you know we've we've talked about how the second one is the one that most of us sort of know from different things. But I think Rambo in general, the character, the franchise, you got to put up there. I reckon at least a three and a half. Mm, nice. nice, Eden. I'm going with a four. Um, even though, like I, and this is just on the movie as a standalone. I thought that. Uh, I don't know, I thought that the, it really captured a sort of early 80s, like late 70s, early 80s vibe, the American kind of country town. I, I love the look of that mm, era, that early beautiful. 80s country town. The signage gets me mm. excited on all the, the drug stores. It's, yeah. it's like yeah. simple white with some primary colours. It's yeah. just like such a good look. It's beautiful. So four from you. Four. I'm going to give it a four too. I feel like it's clearly a really significant franchise in the history of action films, and and it's just so referenced by so many things, endlessly parodied. Yeah. But I'm a bit disappointed it wasn't the second one, which I feel like is the one that has the most cultural significance. So, will you go and watch the second one? Well, that would come in our next category: returnability. We'll hear Aiden's opinion first. I would go back, but probably not anytime quickly. Two, I reckon. Yeah, probably about a two. To the series or to this film in particular? To the series. Yeah, yeah. To this film in particular, I'd give it zero. Like, yeah. I've seen it now. I don't need to see it again because it's, yeah. No, that's that's There's really not much fair. more I missed, I don't think. I'm going to go with a three. Like, I'm definitely going to check them out at some point. But yeah, I'm, I'm in no hurry. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm going to give it three as well. I'm just copying your scores, <laughs> apparently, Eden. Because yeah, I definitely want to see part two now. I'm 100% going to watch that probably in the next few months. Uh, and then depending on how much I like that, I'll maybe watch three and maybe watch the 2000 and and the cartoon one. series. <laughs> the cartoon series. That's oh, how many episodes? Yeah. 60, 65. Oh, yeah. That's third, probably 30, 20 to 30 hours of watching. <laughs> but worth it, worth it. Apparently the books are actually really good. Yeah. Stephen King used, when he was a, a writing lecturer at a college, he used the Rambo book, the first one, as one of his textbooks for his students to read and study. Wow. Cool. So I'm almost a little intrigued to read the book. I'd be Will keen to I? read it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Maybe not, but I, I, I am thinking about it. Uh, last one, partner friendliness. Surely through the roof, fellas. All our partners would love a slow-burning, violent 80s Stallone movie. So um, I, I reckon I had it on in the background. Leah was in the room, my wife. And later on, after I'd finished the film, she goes, oh, so what was it about? And I explained, you know, like it was about the, the Vietnam dude that comes back. He goes to a small town, blah, blah, blah. She's like, yeah, I saw that. So what happened? What was it after that? And I'm like, that was kind of the whole film. Like the first five minutes sort of set it up and then that was it for the whole film. And she's like, oh, oh. Uh. So, <laughs> do you want to interpret those grunts as a number? <laughs> it's probably a zero. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with a three. I, I think Kirsty would get something out of it, especially those early scenes and the era that it was made. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a one and a half. I think the early scenes oh, amazing. are there, and I think that I should have a little bit of a pull. But mm. then once it sort of got to the forest and got violent, she just wouldn't be able to watch it. You'd have so. to agree, though. It's not a date night film. Oh, no. <laughs> well, not for us. I mean, there might be someone out there that wants to, that has a partner. That There's surely men that don't want to watch violent films that have partners that want to watch violent films. Yeah. It's 2017, Aiden. I wasn't saying I'm a... I wasn't saying... <laughs> you the guy, uh, sexist. I never specified the guy or the girl. I just said it probably wouldn't be a date night film. <laughs> you put that on me or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being very silent here just to see how you can dig your way out of it. You are. Your face is. What? <laughs> All right, let's tally up the scores. <laughs> we'll return after these messages. All right, so a new segment we are rolling out today is the How Does This Exist segment. I'm going to play a few boys here in the studio uh, a little trailer for a, uh, a comic book film that uh, you may or may not know exists. From the pages of entertainment history, from a brand renowned for nonstop action adventure, from a name that stirs the imagination, from a universe where good is heroic and evil sets the screen ablaze, comes a man who will always remain a hero. I'll get that vampire's blood if I have to suck it from her neck. Nick Fury. Wow. Is that the original Nick Fury? So, in uh, 1998, (laughs) Fox, who we all know have made some uh, horrendous uh, Marvel movies, Fantastic Four most recently was a a turd of a stinker, (laughs) uh, made a for-TV movie uh, about Nick Fury, who is famously now played by Samuel L. Jackson in the Avengers movies, starring David Hasselhoff. Everybody's favourite 90s beach hunk. How am I hearing about this for the first time now? Oh, that's why. Wow. We had to roll out a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the segment is called uh, Things You Didn't Know David Hasselhoff Did? Or? It is the new segment, David Hasselhoff, What the of the Week. Wow. <laughs> so, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? So that's the trailer. Have you watched the full thing? Uh, there's not... Yeah, that's just like a tiny trailer. I have not watched the full but, thing. I don't even. I can't even find the full thing online. Like, I think you have to buy it on DVD. I wasn't aware that there was a Nick Fury movie. I knew that there was like they had like an old Captain America movie, didn't they? They mm. obviously had some live action Hulk stuff in the past, but I think that was a. Is that just a TV show? Or maybe a movie in there? Yeah. I think they did some telly movies as yeah. well. And things, but like a Nick Fury standalone. Telly movie, yeah, yeah, which obviously raised the question for me of, of why is he white? Yeah, uh, but but apparently the original Nick Fury was white. I thought that they modelled the character on Samuel L. Jackson in the comic books. Uh, that is his son that oh. they modelled on Samuel L. Jackson. Apparently, before Samuel L. Jackson even played the role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is uh, apparently one of Nick Fury's many sons. But he's like he's like really old, so I think he's had lots of kids with like. You know, he's taken some drug that lets him live forever or something. Right. But you, you'll love the synopsis. Okay. Uh, 
Nick Fury, <laughs> retired, is approached to return to duty to take down agents of the terrorist organization Hydra, led by the children of Baron Wolfgang von Strucker, an old enemy of his. Hydra has reconstituted a pathogen known as the Death's Head Virus and threatens to attack Manhattan with it, barring payment of US $1 billion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Hydra's a thing. They haven't made yeah, that like, up. They're... A lot of the stuff in there seems right in universe. And uh, James L. Jones is in it as well. There's Fantastic. Like, there's another trailer that is actually just a scene from the movie where he's a scientist and they've made a robot <laughs> and it looks like Nick Fury and it's just incomprehensible oh and terrible. Um, that's really all I've got for you. But isn't that stunning that uh, David Hasselhoff was once Nick Fury? How did, like, I know that like Marvel had a few shitty movies way back in the 90s or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. like, how do they make these movies so bad. I mean, Marvel had money and Fox was behind it. Sure. Well, at that point, I don't think Marvel was quite the Marvel we know today. Like, yeah. They didn't have a studio. They were the second string comic mm. book producer. So, you know, really they were just selling the rights to Fox and hoping for the best. But there is a great comment. There's an eight-star review of this movie <laughs> on IMDb. And uh, I'll read it to you, or at least a little bit of it. I don't understand how people can think it was funny or stupid to cast David Hasselhoff. I honestly honestly think he was the best man for the job. <laughs> Much better than Samuel Jackson in the upcoming Avengers movie. So this came out in 1998. <laughs> oh my god. What the I hell? honestly think he was the best man for... When has David Hasselhoff <laughs> ever been the best man for a job? Well, he's the best man to get on the beach and get his uh, rug out on the, yeah. his chest. Uh, yeah. So, 1998, is that right? Mm-hmm. 98, yeah, that's that's all right. So Mar- Marvel kicked off its big like film surgeons in the early two thousands. In fact, the year two thousand with X Men. I don't think there was any Marvel films before. Yes, X Men was another Fox one. Yeah. That's sort of one they got right. That's probably yeah. they did pretty good with the X Men. Iron Man was probably the first Marvel produced film. The sort of current era. Yeah. that yeah, we but, would understand. But as my a point movie, is, it's yeah. only two years later that they did, did the X Men yeah. film from the same people. <laughs> Yeah. And they got that right. Like, they had great success. I wonder if David Hasselhoff sits back and watches all these Avengers movies and he's like, that should have been me. <laughs> I'm the real Nick Fury. Which they always see, like, Tobey Maguire every time there's a new Spider-Man film come out and, and go, why didn't they ask me again? Like, yeah, exactly. They, 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 those things pop up all the time. Plenty of reasons, Toby. Plenty of reasons. But in, in looking at this, uh, you also became aware that there is a Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. What? That were, got cinematic release in the 80s. Oh, my God. Wow. So it was apparently really bad, but I don't know. There's a few sort of more recent, you know, uh, what, what do you call it? You know, those sort of retake reviews where people are like, oh, that's actually all right. People sort of liking it now. It's getting wow. a tiny bit of a cult following. but right. Yeah, because that's another thing they did terribly in the 90s. Those um, Thomas Jane Punisher movies. Oh, yeah. One of them starred John Travolta. It was so <laughs> bad. They were, like, comically terrible, like... Yeah, but yeah. Well, oh, well, Marvel's finally got it right. And, yeah, uh, yeah, sticking it to DC pretty hard. For the record, <laughs> those films came out in two thousand and four, not the nineties. The, the the Punisher ones. Oh, that's a that's later than I would have thought. That was the first one, and then there was a follow up uh, a few years later. <laughs> oh yuck! They're really bad. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen them. Only bits and pieces. Punisher's really violent, and he's on, well, he's got he's the on new, Netflix new now. Netflix series. Yeah, and he was in uh, the Daredevil season two. But yeah, the, the movie's not violent at all. It, mm. it sort of is, but it's real PG sort of violent, so it was a real failure for me. 
Anyway, that's the segment for David Hasselhoff. <laughs> if you want to catch him as Nick Fury, uh, head into your local DVD store. <laughs> Nick, thank God, I thought you were dead. I was, but now I'm better. All right, the scores are in, and it's a pretty middling score here for uh, Rambo First Blood. 29 and a half puts it... Uh, Third last on our leaderboard, uh, four points roughly ahead of Blade Runner and a mile clear of Cruel Intentions. Oh, and ahead of Enya, sorry. So fourth place. <laughs> so that's yeah, probably about right for Middle where grounds. we liked it. Yeah. I, I wonder what uh, this part two would get. I feel like maybe mm. we'd have liked that more. It might have been a bit more punchy and actiony. I feel like there's enough... Um, original content first films for us to go through first before we yeah. start going back to sequels and, and prequels and things. <laughs> this podcast is going to have to survive a long time before we sit down and watch Rambo Part 2. And I really feel like we should knock out the Police Academy 1, 2, 3, 4, oh, 5, 6, 7 yeah, before wow. we go to Rambo. But, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. <Yuck>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our next episode, uh, we're doing something a little bit different. Yes. Do you want to tell all the viewers about that? Well, there's, um, there's a... A big film coming out soon with all of the uh, frat packy type uh, funny people at the moment. Your Seth Rogen, your um, I don't know who else is in it. Uh, mm. All those, yeah. all of Seth Rogen's mates, you know those sort of those sort of people, and they're doing a film about a film. It's called The Disaster Artist, which is based on uh, the story that was how they created the film The Room. I think I've explained this really terribly, Eden. No, I think that's about right. Yeah, The Room is like the notoriously one of the worst films ever made. They yeah. got like a cinema release and it's a pretty fascinating story. We'll probably talk about the story behind The Room more in our next podcast. But we are going. Uh, the Room has taken off as like a cult classic. We are going to an interactive screening of The Room... So we so we sort of talked about the interactive films when we watched um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah. and we're going to something similar. So do we, similar. Do we dress up? Do we uh, go to this dress up? Oh, I think people will. But I don't think we have to, but I, I think th- there will be people dressed up. People will bring uh, NFL footballs, yeah. like gridiron footballs. That's a given. Okay. Have you seen The Room? No. All right. So oh. if, if you've got an NFL football, bring that, tuck that under your arm. <laughs> but but they is, give you a lot of stuff when you get there. This okay. is more about the experience as opposed to the film as well. It's It's both. It's both. It's intertwined. Mm. They they, they go hand in hand. So, yeah, that'll be a whole bunch of fun. Join us for that. And then after that, we're going to do some Christmassy-themed gear for you all. Thank you for listening to the podcast right around the world. We got our first uh, download from Mother Russia this week. So thank you very much for listening, comrade. Uh, Keep downloading uh, and... uh, we just love you all. Give us a nice five-star review on iTunes. Subscribe. Join us on Instagram, Facebook, all that gear. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.